1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here to put the her in. Hatred. Oh. You know, it was in my notes. Oh, perfect. I found a word. Do you just like scan, scan, scan? Okay, that one fits. Hatred. Someone sent me a her, and they were like, does this work? And I was like, do you know the rules? (laughs) Because the answer is always... Yes. Yes, Yes, it does. If we say
0: it, it works. It
1: works. (laughs) My name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And, Joy, I have a question for you. Oh, do you? Yes. Have you ever... No, I know you have, because you're a human that's ridden on a plane. Ridden on a plane? (laughs) Like a horse, riding on top top of a plane, holding my hat in my hand. But you haven't flown on a plane. What is the right verb? Ridden on a plane. You've been on a plane. Take a plane ride. (laughs) Also, ride seems like the wrong. (laughs) Like that's not the right word. Right, flown, flown, (laughs) flown on a plane. Anyway, in a plane, been in a plane. Like, sat on a plane. Anyway, you've been on an airplane. Yes. You've been inside many, many times. inside of an airplane. Tell me something you've forgotten, left behind. Oh, no. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> was it Georgia? You left no, Georgia. You forgot Georgia on an airplane. No.
0: The only time I ever saw oh no. my dad, oh. like, even close <gasps> to being. And when I say he was angry, I mean, like. I he was even close to being angry because my dad just yeah yes yeah um was when uh, now this means nothing it means absolutely nothing now
1: (laughs) isn't that how things are (laughs) now it means nothing back then it meant everything
0: but I left a cd case um like a wallet Uh of like Yep. 100 CDs on a plane. Mm
1: -hmm. 100?
0: No. It was a
1: lot. 100? And a lot of
0: them were not from my own collection. They were CDs that I had borrowed from.
1: That one hurts. Yeah. Mm, That one hurts. And
0: now it's like. Now it's like just go to Goodwill and buy rebuy them for a dollar. <laughs> it's like what kind of person even travels with CDs now? A hipster? Not Are you back a hipster? Do you travel wow. with your record player? <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was like uh a, a hundred. Yeah. That hurts miss. really badly. And um again like again it was not this like he he wasn't even really mad by most standards right but it was like yeah it was like wow i really wish you had not yeah. done that <laughs> but well, it's because it was black and everything down there is, under the plane seat yeah. is black it's hard to see and now yep do i have a chronic fear of leaving something on an airplane so i like check my mm-hmm. It's like, oh, every 15 minutes, Mm got to check to make sure nothing has fallen out Mm -hmm. of my
1: secured bag. Yes. I don't know what item. I've flown so much. I don't know what item it was for me that started that panic. Okay. But I... I. I actually, every time I step off a plane, believe that I've left something behind.
0: I believe I've left it when I'm still on the plane.
1: Yeah. Like, I believe I I've left even... it while I'm in the seat. While right. I... And I believe I can't see it. Right. Like, whatever
0: it is, right.
1: I can't even visually... My phone
0: came to life, <laughs> wriggled its way out of my purse, yes. and is now sitting neatly under, yes. waiting for me to walk off the plane.
1: Well, this Headphones, can't... money. My child. Anything. All of it. um, The most important things. I've forgotten all of it. Uh, This came up because when I was talking about book club or sharing about our next book club on thoughts for young men, someone wrote or commented, messaged, whatever, that um, her husband actually had the book, but he left it on an airplane. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that pain. I know all about leaving important things behind on an airplane. Uh, and I can't stop doing that even though, but I have stopped doing that, but I feel like I haven't stopped doing that. I just haven't flown
0: since everyone was being forced to wear masks.
1: Yeah. Last time I was on a plane, I was with you. Yeah.
0: And we got the (laughs) The proselytized by the woman who was like even in you know oh, that's right that's right in between bites I'm still gonna need you I I caught you guys I'm still gonna need you to pull it up over your mouth <sighs> and then she was like just to just um also make sure that if you're wearing a disposable mask make sure that you just snip the little behind the ear parts because those kill sea turtles <laughs> and I was like mm, okay. you know what else is really bad for the environment airline travel <laughs> planes flying through the sky I think I left
1: yeah I think I left my mask down that entire flight and just I
0: threw mine off the plane as we went over the ocean on our way to Tennessee
1: from Arizona Thanks for the warning lady Do you guys remember when the the stewardesses just they had all the power in the world They've never been they so, so powerful much power. <laughs> They've never and they felt it and they acted accordingly Like this is what happens when you give a toddler too much Power, bad things happen anyway. yes what's the type of
0: uh officer that marshal an air marshal uh-huh. Mar- yeah that was like basically what, what they every they were.
1: yes yes they yes. were all
0: like oh i i see you over there in your plain clothes mr marshal sir federal
1: mandate um
0: yeah <laughs> i just want you to know we're in this together
1: um i'm like
0: you i'm just
1: like you have you seen? i just get to wear
0: a cuter outfit <laughs>
1: <laughs> debatably Have you seen the great cinematic masterpiece Con Air? Oh, Oh, yes. I have. Air Marshal.
0: And you're not lying. You're not lying. All I have ever wanted, though, is for someone to create a new movie using the movie Con Air as a template and The Left Behind because they both have (laughs) Nicolas Cage in them. And just like cheapest movie ever to make because everything's already been shot. <laughs> it's
1: like, just merge together. together.
0: And, you know, I'm not saying lazily, like, I still want to be entertained. <laughs> I have never in my
1: life. So I had never seen Connor. <laughs> it's so just. It, it is the worst film. Oh, it is. Yep. That mm-hmm. has ever been made. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I thought it was a joke. Um, and my husband assured me it was not like this movie and they play it on TV just uh-huh. like regularly. And so I thought, well, this, you know, I'm not going to watch this, but it must be good because they've been playing it on TV since, what, 1999? Mm-hmm. I, it's just on. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, are you flipping through the channels? Con Air it's, yep. is on. Um, and Eric was like, you should, wa- you should watch it. Um, he was totally punking me. I could not believe... I have never seen a worse film in my whole entire life. Uh, So anyway, thanks for bringing up that horrible memory. I tried to block (laughs) it out. I couldn't believe it was happening as it was happening. I couldn't believe how many famous people were in this movie and it didn't end their career.
0: Uh, It was just the time... It was made at the right time and it's just the right amount of entertaining that you can forget. Yeah. You're able to forget... I will never forget that movie. But as we already discussed, what's worse? <laughs> what's worse than a bunch of um bloodthirsty criminals getting free on a plane would be leaving something on a plane.
1: <laughs> Much more traumatic. Honestly. I would definitely
0: be checking my purse more for <laughs> my headphones to have fallen out than checking the locks.
1: Great. anyway um yep so yep, that's me i'm summer yeager that's joy Um, you're right
0: yep that's us um i am gonna go ahead and what month is it what month are we in right now it's gonna be it's gotta be may right titanic month well but oh how far are we still in titanic month it's may or we're in post titanic month
1: It's May for for the Snodgrass. This is Titanic
0: Recovery Month. Yes. April is the celebration.
1: We're all on the Carpathia now, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening. We've been picked up by the Carpathia.
0: Um, Well, what I was going to say, what I'm trying to quickly do is look in my calendar Mm. and be like, when is Father's Day? Father's Day is June 18th.
1: Mother's Day is May 14th.
0: Right. So it's coming closer. Yeah. Um, I am going to tell you guys again about uh our friends over at Forged Beard Co. Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I all the information that I give you guys is accurate. So uh, I'm trying to pull up my... My husband and I thread. have had
1: a really great time because I... When we talked about them last and told you guys about them... I was totally wrong about which beard oil he uses. Oh. And I was like, oh no. Whoops. Um, Kate, okay. he uses the one that uh, has beautiful <laughs> green writing on it um, called King's Meadow. Oh, King's and, Meadow. Um, and let me tell you, his beard smells like a, a, a royal meadow. <laughs> a royal meadow, a, royal meadow. <laughs> um,
0: a meadow that's been cordoned off specifically for the king for the king's use <laughs> maybe like a picnic or what do kings do in their spare time they picnic. do kings have a lot of
1: spare time <laughs> um no they don't they're very busy um but their beards smell nice so if you guys bought a certain smell off of my recommendation I'm sure it was great <laughs> But anyway, yeah, Forged Beard Co. um, I'm so sorry. Why am
0: I unable to find?
1: I know what it is. It's Forged Beard Co. slash Geologians.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. But I just wanted to remind you guys that you, you do, please use the affiliate link. But also in order to get the discount, Mm -hmm. you're going to want to use our code at checkout. Yes. Um which is Sheologians, right? Yes. I need to have this just pulled up. Oh, no. Our personal code is.
1: Yeah, it's Sheologians. It's
0: Sheologians.
1: Yeah. Okay. People are using it. People are using it.
0: I know. But yes. I did talk to our, I talked to Jeremy, who okay. is the owner and maker and the yes, the star of the show. Yes. Um, and he was saying that a few of you guys did not, which is fine. You're yeah. not forced to,
1: but if but you in want case there was any
0: yeah, in case <laughs> there was any miscommunication, I wanted to make sure to get you guys that. So it's forgedbeardco. dot com. Um, I'm just going to copy paste this and put this in my notes for this time. I think they've just added some new scents too. That happened at the end of May. Um so not just, or not April. may march. March, okay. Um so not just but recently enough if you uh Yeah. um been on but they have beard wash, they have beard oil, they have all kinds of things and um I know that you guys are all on top of it so especially for a Father's Day gift this might be something good that you're Should thinking about. Should we tell about? them about well, that's what I was... Oh. You said... That's why I paused when you were like, Mother's Day is... I think it's what? The 14th? Or, 14th. Okay. Yep. Um, Today
1: is May 8th. First? Today is... It's, it's May. Who knows? <laughs> um, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what happened?
0: You just said the day that I'm moving. Nope. And I was just
1: like... <laughs> glitched a little bit. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> a robot glitched um, which is very on trend for our conversation. Anyway. So
0: yeah, so hopefully um well this is one of those things where I was like trying to calculate in my head Never do that. What the <laughs> what the timing was. And I was like, oh should we fill them in on our Mother's Day designs? But if everything has gone according to plan, you already know about our Mother's Day that's designs right, That's right. and have already had a little bit of time <laughs> to purchase them. So just keep it up. Yeah, Good job, guys. Keep doing it.
1: You're doing great.
0: <laughs> Which means we should have said something last week, but didn't. But, you know. We told you. We're going to make sure you guys Shop
1: know. Just check it. Just we re- made sure part you of guys your new weekly routine. Just
0: go, just go there. So yeah, basically we have you covered for Mother's Day. We have you covered for Father's Day. That's right. There you go.
1: Okay. Um also you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Uh, we get a lot of really interesting emails and voicemails and I just want you guys to know that um because i do not want to be a hypocrite um i don't have time to answer all of your emails but i do and i would be a hypocrite cuz i'd have to neglect my kids but and i tell you guys not to do that so that's not what i'm going to do but um i do read them and your emails are i here's just let me briefly say this before we get into our topic I want y'all to be encouraged because what I learn through my inbox and hearing from you snodgrasses
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that there are far more of you faithful Christian women out there than I think it will probably feel like if you're just on social media or or maybe if you're not close to um, a solid church, or maybe you live in Canada or California, or uh, we have a lot of South African listeners. Um, True. You guys are, and and, um, a lot of you are experiencing the same things as what I gather from my inbox. So here's what is encouraging to me. What's encouraging to me is that uh, because Christians are outnumbered and because if you watch the news, you will be stressed out, but there are more of you out there than you think, and you're probably not alone. If you think you're struggling with Community or friendship or singleness or infertility or being married to an unbeliever or just wanting to raise your kids faithfully and feeling like you are having to pioneer it because you're a first gen Christian or a first gen reformed person or a first gen homeschool person um, or if you're an overwhelmed mom with a lot of littles or if you're an older lady who regrets not being a Christian when she was raising her kids, you all are out there. (laughs) Like you are not alone. What I'm saying is you're not alone because I hear from every single type of that person. I hear from teenagers who are sad and overwhelmed by their peer group. Um, I hear from young ladies who are dying to have older lady mentors in their life. You are just not alone. And that's what I get from your emails is that you're not alone um, your head is screwed on right. You are striving to be faithful. And we're all facing very, very similar challenges. So if I've never responded to your email, just it's because, it's not because I didn't read it. And it's not because your email wasn't worth my time. Um, I really am soaking all of this in. And uh, I'm sure some of you are like, she just answered a question I emailed her three months ago. Um, yeah, I promise that I hear you. (laughs) Um, and I don't know. I just was thinking the other day about how like so many of you have, we're just all fighting such similar battles. And I just, it's encouraging to me because I'm the one reading the inbox and I know that, um, none of you are, uh, an Island. You're not experiencing any of it on your own. So anyway, that was it. That was my brief email corner. Keep sending the emails. Six months from now, I might get back to you. And that's life. (laughs) That's just life. Anyway. Okay, here we are. Um, Joy teased this a couple weeks ago. I did. And uh, I said, maybe this is just
0: an episode. It is. And then we made it one. It
1: really, it is. This is a whole topic. And uh, the more I thought about it, read about it, looked at it. Over the last couple of weeks, the more I realized um, that this is a sneaky little topic that Christians do need to know about, mm-hmm. and I think that this is a huge, massive topic that we won't even begin to scratch the surface of yeah. today. And that's not my intent. Um, I mean,
0: yeah. At the same time, <clears throat> though, you you'll probably hear us say some of the things you've heard us say before, because the the stage has been set. This is not something that... What we're talking about today is not something that just happens overnight.
1: No. Uh, And, um... Well, I guess just... Why did you bring it up?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember the exact context. Well, I brought it up because I'm noticing more... Well... I remember one time I was trying to write something funny for a show that we used to do at Apologia Studios and um, one week I was just really having a hard time finding anything. And it's because everything made me sad instead of (laughs) laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And um, what I... (sighs) Like, the the unbelievable article that I wanted to provide some commentary on, ultimately, I was just like, it was like, oh, this is it. Like, I know this is it. Like, this will bring such a fruitful conversation and all this stuff. Yeah. But then the more I wanted to joke about it, the more I was just like, wow, this uh, is just really sad. Okay. Um, And it was an article about, um, I don't even totally remember all the details but I'm pretty sure it was a woman who became a man and then became an alien
1: (laughs) okay uh-huh
0: and so I noticed and I'm noticing this like Mm -hmm. progression Mm -hmm. just as I watch Mm -hmm. um yeah I I watch what's going on in culture around us and I'm noticing that like men are becoming very effeminate Mm -hmm. and then there was a period of time where women were becoming more like men Uh but now I feel and uh, both men and women are doing this but I noticed that maybe a lot of women have like pushed past they've pushed from like I'm gonna pretend to be another gender and gone to I'm gonna pretend to not be a human
1: to transcend humanism right Humans. And,
0: yeah and that involves that involves a lot of different things but I guess maybe one of the most plain things is people who kind of start to change their even just like sort of more normal and uh, anatom- like you're just like shaving half your eyebrows off and you know just Mm -hmm. uh getting little implant which has been around forever body modification has been around for a very long time but it used to be considered less mainstream than it is now i guess what's what i'm saying is it's become more mainstream to kind of not want to be anything like we have this whole debate over Mm -hmm. female versus male Mm -hmm. and um and it's like oh well i'm not either i like it all I'm pan, or I like none of it. I'm asexual, or I feel like I'm all, all of everything inside. Right. And it changes from day to day, or I feel like I'm all of it all at once. And so what you have is, yeah, it's like a, I'm, well, what I think I think at this point, and unfortunately, it's not going to stop here. It's going to get much worse (laughs) Um, if we don't cut it out. Yeah. But right now, that spot is considered to be like one of the most like elevated, liberated Mm -hmm. uh, populations they have, or at least they perhaps they see themselves that way.
1: Liberated from social norms. Right. Social bonds and even biology. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still all... I can still tell they
0: are human. Like, right, yeah. All I have to do is look at you and I'm like...
1: Yeah, every single one know. of them. If they needed a life-saving surgery would absolutely... And, and it t- they would absolutely let the doctor know.
0: I cannot be in kidney failure. I do not have kidneys.
1: <laughs> I am an alien. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every single one of them would be like, please, I'm a biological female. Treat me as one. You know, like... <laughs> That's just... Anyway, it's the atheist dying that cries out to God. I'm not having
0: a heart attack. I'm having a glorp attack. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Please give me an alien blood transfusion. (laughs) Anyway. What? There's
0: no... I thought it was a universal type donor type. It doesn't
1: work across the whole universe. Oh, it's so painful. (laughs) Uh. So I was thinking about this because like, what is, is transhumanism even, you know, what, what do people believe this is? And, uh, obviously, um, I think it's important that we acknowledge that there is a, gen- there is a, a movement whose philosophy is built on the idea that through technology and biotech and the power of science that we can transcend and essentially move our own evolution forward as a species using technology and and some some people i there's a there's a positive and a negative of this just like everything else but a lot of transhumanist philosophy really does have to do the the bot the root of it is using technology to free ourselves from the restriction of our biology. Yeah, that is the point. Um, so a transhumanist who doesn't identify as human would have to use some sort of technology. You kind of alluded to body modification, things like that, in order to transcend the bonds. That biology, that nature, that God has placed on them. Right. And so the more I thought about this, the more I thought that um, like all, if you look through history at any social movement, uh, I would make the case that women are the engine to social movements. What I mean by that is that we know that social contagion spreads mostly among women and taking it back even further, think about what society would look like if men didn't have women to please, right? Like, you know, air conditioning wouldn't exist and probably not mattresses and probably not so many of the thing- comforts that um, us ladies want. <laughs> Right. Um, wouldn't exist. You know, if, if Adam uh, didn't have a woman in the garden, what would it look like? Very different. And so, so much of civilization is formed and shaped by the desires of women. Um, medicine. I mean, just think about all the ways in which a man who wants to provide for his wife and children will be innovative innovation happens in this kind of environment, right? And so I was just uh wh- you know, what is one reason why you and I in 2017 uh had a beat on on woke identity politics yep. and critical theories and all of that and intersectionality? Why was I explaining that to my dad before he had ever heard any of the words, because I'm in women's groups, because I'm a woman, right. because women dry- women are the social engineers of We're society. We're the culture
0: shapers. Yes. And we shape culture and then we also like produce little engines that further, <laughs> like yes. we set the culture and then we keep it sustained by yes, like unleashing our... <laughs> our kids out into the world as we've trained them
1: yes (laughs) and so this brought me to the thought and i have since discovered i am not alone in this belief uh with transhumanism but um i would make the case that trans uh the vast majority of women alive today are transhumanist without realizing that they are. and I would make that argument because the uh, one of the original and now the most widespread just it's a given transhumanist technologies that there are is birth control. And what I mean by that is that birth control was a technology specifically designed to allow women to not function as nature, would intend right that it it its whole purpose was to liberate women from the bonds of nature from the physical process of being fertile yeah and and then and not and it the i the need to free them from this was so that they would not have to perform the function of the woman right um And it does not surprise me that women would be on the cutting edge of some of this kind of movement. But, you know, we think of transhumanism, like when that idea comes up and obviously things like robotics and AI, these are very much involved in the conversation because those are the cutting edge technologies that are going to be pushed to, you know, move us forward into freeing ourselves from, you know, using these technologies. Um, to free us from what we're bound to in nature, supposedly, but um, I think it goes back much further than that. I, um, I think eugenicists were really oh, yeah. in in our modern memory the first transhumanists.
0: Yes, well, and and I think that that's why the I brought it up because we've when we say transhuman or when I talk about someone who wants to be an alien and not be human anymore, we do think of this group of people that it's like very uh, physically transformed. But it's, again, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, this is, these are themes. These are philosophies that have been running. So basically, <laughs> like we may be, we may be uh, pleased to look at someone who has horns on their head and be like oh i'm not like that i don't want horns like i'm not an animal you know right but this is the same line of thinking it's the same culture that you're in that you and i are both in that produce this very extreme example um and it's um it's the way has been paved for i mean you do you really in this country it's been paved for a while and then like you said it's a pattern that you happen to see and and obviously it's uh it looks differently looks different in history than it does necessarily in our current culture but you continue to see this um this well i mean it's i guess it's it's sort of influenced by a few things but i think i think one of the main uh very common i mean overwhelmingly common beliefs uh that contributes to transhumanism is evolution uh just that like a human was once a fish. So that means like the, what a human is, is very malleable and just based off of kind In a of a billion
1: what, years, we could be something else. Right. Theoretically. Right.
0: Yeah. And especially like you're talking about with, um with technology
1: mm-hmm.
0: and innovation, which has always been happening. That's what people were created to do. <laughs> Evolution doesn't acknowledge that, you know, Right. Remember the whole we were once fish type of thing. Right. Um but yeah, so there is this this idea even like I remember um I was watching some episode of Joe Rogan's show, which I don't watch all that often, but um sure. I just happened to be and he was like this is not so I'm going to say I'm going to use the word trans and I'm not necessarily talking about transhumanism, but I'll explain. So he said that at some point, we're like all gonna evolve mm-hmm. to be trans, mm-hmm. and what he meant contextually by that was that we're all gonna ev- evolve to the point where like we won't have a gender.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I was like, What crazy thing did you just say? <laughs> like, right, what do you mean? But this is what people think and that is consistent yes. it now follow to its fur- furthest logical conclusion it is not the observation is consistent
1: it's internally it's, consistent it still to a makes point. no sense right
0: but <laughs> but it is internally consistent that's good um right and yeah the idea is that we per evolution or per our own innovation yep. will be able to sort of like human being a human is not the last stop for us, I guess, right. is what I'm trying to say. Like, we have right. the first stop was amoeba. Well, no, the first stop was nothing.
1: Right. And then, <laughs> then it was amoeba, a single celled organism. Yes. And then right. it was, yeah.
0: And a fish, and then eventually a,
1: a the an ape, and then the. Yeah. Australopithecus. Yeah. And then the. Yeah. Uh, and the banana, and then the. <laughs> right. Chimpanzee. And, then
0: and now the human, or what we would consider the humanoid. the traditional Yes the homo sapien then yeah then the humanoid then who knows then let's see where right where life takes us right where the universe what the universe has planned for us
1: right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when i say something like transhumanism started with birth control i'm talking uh, specifically just about the idea that We need to use technology and scientific innovation to free ourselves from nature. And I think Christians need to start seeing that in a certain way, because on the flip side of this, I think a philosophy like that, that's obviously, you know, eugenics being sinful, uh, hormonal birth control being massively problematic and, uh, detrimental to a female's physical health and then also just the idea that women shouldn't have to get pregnant is a is a anti-god belief but at the same time i i want to just throw this out there really quickly that i don't believe that all technological advances that um are are necessarily sinful or transhumanist. I'm not saying that it's right. it's it would be more human to never have a surgery. I'm not right. say, it's not problematic that uh we have figured out a way if somebody loses an arm to build them a prosthetic. That's great. And I'm not even necessarily fearful of AI, although I understand the problems <laughs> that yeah. could be very uh yeah. forthcoming.
0: You, I don't personally believe that robots can replace us because of what i believe about what humans
1: are okay expound on that
0: um i believe that god made the earth and then he made us to take care of it Mm -hmm. um and so i and he made us in his image Mm -hmm. now that doesn't mean that i mean humans can make some terrifying and amazing things mm-hmm. truly yes um it's nothing compared to what god made right. <laughs> um right but my point is that just based off of what i believe god's purpose of creating humans to be um just cannot um mm-hmm a so we, like we're not going to create something that supersedes our own god-given purpose I guess is what I'm saying though we believe that we believe that we can create people who hate god think that they can create a purpose for themselves aside from god I think that's false I think that is foolishness I think that's leading to death
1: <laughs> um yeah so right Right. So, I definitely don't think I have enough of an opinion on AI to go deeply into that. I know that um I have a very positive view of the ways that Christians have used science and technology to want to help people. Um things like the MRI machine. I mean, the 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 myriad of things that we have because Christians wanted to figure out a way to preserve and protect life is not a problem and it's not a transhumanist ideal um that it's a very uh let's take care of God's image ideal right. it uh, aligns with his with God's purpose for humans right which is that
0: we we live like he when right. he originally created everything Right. There wasn't going to be.
1: (laughs) I think there could be such a narrow view. I just want to be, I just want to throw this word out there because I think Christians can be afraid of technology sometimes, but where I'm not making the argument like, um, you know oh well the tower of babel like was good because they were just building which is what christians are supposed to do they're supposed to right, build that's right. a misunderstanding of what was happening what was the purpose of the tower of babel i'm sure it was a great human feat of creativity and imagination and that's i understand Humans are creative and imaginative and we can build things and building things are good. But if you look at the Tower of Babel and you go, well, it can't be bad because they were building, mm-hmm. um, you misunderstand that uh, a person's purpose right. is is a is a primary uh determining factor in whether or not what they're doing is good or evil. And the purpose of Babel was pure evil. And when we talk about transhumanism, this is a godless philosophy of how do essentially we become God in the place of God. So technology that is meant to quote unquote free us from the bounds that God has placed is anti-God. It's anti-Christian. It's anti the image of God. So if you look at a woman and you're like, I want to make a technology that is going to take away from her womanhood. That is not something that can be done in God's name. That is something that is done in sin and for the sake of evil and wickedness. So that's a really important difference here. Because again, it's just like with with definitions, right? Oh, feminism is just the idea that, you know men and women are equal. Well, no, it's not. Transhumanism is just trying to advance humans. Well, no, it's it's not. Let's talk about what the purpose is here. Um and ultimately, if you reject if you reject the image of God, if you reject his purposes and you look at humans and you say, "No, we need to be something else." That is a yeah. hatred of seeing God, the image of God. And a lot of trans philosophy – I mean, trans – you know, this is how it came up in our conversation was it – once you start – trans philosophy is internally – Incoherent, right? It's internally inconsistent because it hangs on the idea that gender is malleable. It's not this fixed thing, but I for sure know that I am a man in a woman's body. Well, if gender is fluid and it's not this fixed thing, then that is internally inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Um, But. What I would if we were going to step back, I would say what you're looking at is a real intense hatred for the image of God and the lines that he has placed in nature. That's why it came up in the conversation, because we're looking at an intentional effeminizing of men and a manifying of women,
0: which is the perfect time to hopefully this doesn't make anyone upset at this point. We've said it before, Ooh. <laughs> but um, in Genesis, my daughter, this is one of my daughter's memory verses. Ooh. So when God created man in His own image,
1: in the image of God, He created He created
0: them, them. male and female. He created, he, well, yeah, that them. Um, and so what that means is that um, male and female is a very important marker of who you are and your identity, because there's only two types of in his image that have been made, one being male and one being female. And it's not an accident that he made you the one that you are. Uh, And that is a part of who you are. That is a that is the other than in the image of God. That is the key defining difference.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And how he made you versus how yeah. he made somebody else. Right. And your resurrected body is not going to be a genderless blob. Right. right. Uh, there, I think it was Michael Foster. I forget who said it on our show. Someone said, like, there are no humans. There's men and women. Right. And it's like, this is such a, an obvious thing to the eye that it's like almost painful to say out loud. Well,
0: but- we've been convinced for so long that by the egalitarian crowd or the anti-complementarian crowd, whatever you want to call yourself, that like that male and female are not important identifying factors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was such, oh, those were such buzzwords for such a long time, like getting your identity from mm-hmm. like isn't wasn't that the Christian psychology that it just existed for your early 20s? Yeah. <laughs> like, where it's just like. It's wrong if you get your identity. That was how we determined what was idolatry and what was not idolatry is like, are you identifying yourself by that? Or are you identified by who God sees you as? Well, guess what? God sees you as male or female. Right. He really does. He wasn't like, and then God made Adam. He was whatever. And then he (laughs) made Eve because Eve was just like, you know, seemed like a good idea. No, he was very purposed. Yes. And why he made Adam. He yes. was very purposed and why he made Eve. And so any... And ever
1: since then, there's only been males and females.
0: Right. Oh, yes. I know. What a sh- strange shock. Um, but so I think, yeah, we had this. We had... The groundwork was really, really laid to get to where we are in our culture today. just Just through this idea of like, oh, that's not that important of a defining factor. See, in 100 million years, they might be like, what's well, a female? But we don't play that game. Right. That's fake. That's right. false. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and it has only ever been for as long as man, which I'm pretty sure I'm like, I, I don't know, the more I was thinking about this topic, the more... <laughs> where I was like do I want to phase the word human out of my language and just yes. start saying man yeah because the bible doesn't say human no which it, that's you know I'm not saying any I, <laughs> I don't know that was just a personal thought for me yeah but just this this idea that um that it, it's like the the uh, we were kind of talking about like the cobwebs, the mm-hmm. like brushing out the cobwebs. There are little areas where you just don't realize how much the yeah. public school programming worked. And one of those is that, like, this, like, what God said humans are is all they have ever been. Yes. And all they will ever be. Right. There is no, the, it could be 99% of the earth's population could share one view about what humans are. And if it doesn't align with what God made them, it's not just what he said. Right. He made what them. he made. <laughs> yes. Then they're wrong. 99% of the population is wrong. Right. And it
1: doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <I didn't>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I thought about that too. Just the precision of language. I even edited myself today because I said men and I should have said husbands in something. Like, oh, okay. You know, just I guess, and again, I, by like, the way,
0: I'm, if you ever come up and talk to us, we're not doing this with what you say to us. Yeah, I'm we're not doing analyzing your. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm. I don't care. But um, <laughs> so true. Great point. <laughs> yeah, great point. Um, but it's not a small issue. I think it, we are so trained to play whataboutism with everything that I think a lot of even conservative Christians could hear this and be like, well, why is it a really big deal? Or does it really matter? And I think our point when you're talking about dusting off the cobwebs is kind of similar to my point of just like, you you need to fight the battle where the battle's at. The the what aboutists will have you. And I know I've talked about this before and it's an example many people use. It's not mine, but You know, if you're living in a castle and there's an army at the north gate and you're like, but what about the the 10 year old boys stealing apples at the south gate? The 10 year old boys are stealing apples at the south gate and you have a massive horde that are about to tear down the north gate. Um, yes, you have a duty to leave the 10-year-old boys stealing apples at the South Gate to go defend the North. And I think that is something we have been trained because of our the egalitarian infection sites mm-hmm. to go, well, no, but the South Gate is just as important as the North Gate, isn't it? And it's like, no, go to where the battle is. Yeah. Right now, there is a huge battle over what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, what it is to be a husband. Like that is where the battle is. So that is far more where my concern is. And I does, do I think 10 year old boys should be stealing apples at the South gate? No, I don't. But am I a human that can prioritize? (laughs) No, I'm a woman that can prioritize. (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. I, we're again, we're not checking your language. It's just well, and I don't can like, we can we uh, yeah. be, can we be precise? Can we take issue where the issue actually is? Or are we going to continue to deceive ourselves that I am just as brave and I'm doing just as much good if I look at the North Gate that's about to fall to the horde, but I go over and make sure that the 10 year old gets the spanking for stealing the apple. Yeah, no, that one can wait. You you know, Mm -hmm. fight the battle where it's at. And so I think that's why this topic has come up for us is just that it's a lot of times conservatives. We stick around and try to conserve institutions that have already the North Gates already fallen and it's turned into something else before we've even realized it. And I don't think a lot of Christians have really deeply considered the the impact and where this is leading. Yeah. Right. So where is this whole trans movement going? What is going to happen to women who have been taking hormonal birth control for decades? Well, and here's something
0: that we know. Absolutely. For certain, regardless of like, even aside from what it's done, not regardless, but aside from what it's done to women's bodies, we do know that little human humans see it's like not even I'm like I want to take the word human out of my <laughs> vocabulary but it it's like not even possible at this point for us to have a conversation until we create we'll create a new word to to put in place that but until then like we have to have it in there right Um little human beings little boys and girls have died mm-hmm. we already know we already know that first came before before we can convince everyone to neglect their humanity, we must first instill this like, well, what is a human? Is mm-hmm. it really a human? Yeah. Is a human just a set of certain biological parameters? Step one. Uh, You can kill this human, not this human. Um, and that like, that's what comes first. You have to, you have to believe those things before well, there has to be a, basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you are rejecting mm-hmm. any sort of objective standard for what a human being is, mm-hmm. you're just dealing with the mobs mentality yeah. of what a human is. And guess what? The mob doesn't care about you, even if you are you were once in the mob, right. like they don't, they, once, once they have the ability to determine what is human and what is glorifying to humanity, um they will come after you even if you agree with them.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and like I said, there's so many other areas that transhumanism touches and we haven't even gotten into like the mechanics of AI and are we ever going to reach singularity? And there's so many more issues that are coming that I think Christians do need to think through. And I think my goal is just to give you kind of a a very ground level, here's what transhumanism is, here's where to look for it, and here's where to maybe you even have to root it out of your own thinking because it's just been a given that um, women should be able to use technology to... Uh, suppress their fertility to change their bodies and I know in some circles it's just a given that you should be able to be 14 and go to a gender clinic and have your body completely mutilated so you can quote unquote be trans and these kinds of it's very disturbing to dwell and meditate on these things but you have to know that trans is a world view yes trans it's is not world just view. people pretending to be a
0: gender that no. they're not
1: <laughs> it's, it's a worldview that's why there are, are laws that are being put in place that have to do with quote-unquote transgender identities and p- using pronouns and it is not a it's not just a uh, thing out there that isn't going to collide with your day-to-day life at any point it is if it hasn't already it's going to collide with you eventually and Christians have to, I think first love the truth and have a genuine like interest and concern and care and model for their children of what, what is it to be an image bearer as a man? What is it to be an image bearer as a woman? And it's not just something that you get to be flippant with. Um, It's not like you need to intentionally care about how you live out your Christian life in alignment with who God says you are. And so if you are a woman who is a wife and a mother, you specifically have to live as though those things have a real life practical outworking. And you need to live that in front of your kids. And this can't be something that you begrudgingly do. And so much of what I see, uh, even in the Christian community, when you and I, well, just me, you say it too, but we've already gone over. No one's mad when you say it. When you and I say something outspoken about this is how women are called to live. It's what aboutism? What about this? what about that and here's all the ways why uh women and men are the same no 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 no. like don't no headship no special duties of men no special duties of women no it all needs to be flattened and androgenized. Mm-hmm. flatten if so if you ever feel that inkling within yourself to flatten and androgynize check yourself just check yourself because maybe that worldview is colliding with you. Just a thought. Yeah. You may like,
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I don't know if it, I hope it doesn't surprise anyone that it's not just about gender, that it's actually about like God, humanity and yeah. <laughs> how God created us. Um, but it really, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you recommended we do the episode because it's something to think about. Some people might just be like, Oh no, that's like too philosophical or that's like too much. Um, But it's not like it's hopefully we put it here in a way that you understand. I read your
1: emails. This did not go over your head. Yeah. You might not like some of the things we said, but I read your emails. You're very smart. Right.
0: And there is no, I do think that a lot of where a lot of the trouble lies for Christians is that, they like want to keep some, but then like get rid of some, and they want to make little concessions. Yeah. Um No, it's
1: a whole worldview. Yeah. And there's no neutrality. Just like
0: with feminism, we're here to tell you, like, it's a whole. You don't view. need it. Kick it all out, all yes. of it, every single little bit. Yeah. Sweep the cobwebs out. They're living in your
1: house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, get them out. Get them out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure we'll have more. Do you,
0: do you hate God? No. If the answer is no, you should have no reason mm-hmm. to hate you imaging him. You should have no reason to hate your humanity. Again, we'll find a better word. Your man, your manatee. <laughs> cause <laughs> <laughs> like, well, cause I guess my issue with, and uh, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to look into sorry, this more, that, but I'm assuming huge <laughs> I'm assuming that the hue part of man comes from like the homo sapien root. So I'm assuming human is just a like more when I say modern, I do not mean like within the past hundred years, even. but like a modern like it would have normally been man would have been humanity
1: is the word that describes male and female, which would have been
0: man. But I feel like that's too confusing to have (laughs) a conversation with nowadays. It is. I don't even remember what my original point was. (laughs) Um, What I'm saying is that uh, you uh, what's actually happening so they, people who um, have a transhumanist worldview can tell you a, a variety of things that are happening. They're becoming more liberated, we're evolving, whatever. But what's actually happening is that um, when you hate God, you cannot look at yourself in the mirror because you are made in his image. And you will experience a type of self-hatred that causes you to mutilate your body or the bodies of others. And I don't just mean through gender affirming procedures. That's not the only thing I'm talking about. Um, But it's included. But what it is, is it's a hatred of God. It's a hatred of yourself. It's a, there's a reason you look at your human face and you can't stand to live in it. Um, And it's because you hate God. And that's actually what's happening. There's nothing intelligent happening. There's nothing happening that God didn't, that would surprise God. There's no diagnosis. Um, you know, it, I'm sure there's a variety of things circumstantially going on. Um, but ultimately, what it is, is it's a hatred of self because you're made in the image of God and you hate God. You can't stand that your own being is evidence of him. Amen.
1: Well. So hopefully
0: you disagree with that. Yeah. all I'm saying. (laughs) Like, hopefully, like, hopefully you would have a problem with hating yourself because you hate God. If you're listening to this show, I would assume that you do. But (laughs) anyway. You can leave us a voicemail.
1: 470465.
0: You're going to get a lot of emails about that
1: 0475. Blaming you. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I know there's a lot probably to... Uh, think through here and that's all Um, very great and good and uh, I would rather leave you all thinking about this weird topic than not so um, don't forget to uh, join book club or just support the show at patreon.com slash sheologians check out shop Joy made some cute stuff and we will see you all next week see ya